Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 68 of the DFS Dose podcast. Quick disclaimer, in our excitement to return to the podcast, we may have gotten a little bit carried away, ended up talking for entirely too long. As a result, we've decided to split what we recorded today into two separate episodes. So during the show's intro, you'll hear me allude to a conversation about best ball drafting. That conversation got very interesting and we went pretty deep on it. In fact, so deep that it will end up being its own episode to be released at some point in the coming week. Keep your eyes open for that. And without any further ado, let's get into some NFL draft talk. I mean, I was thinking that this is this is actually the third time that we've tried to record episode 68 of this podcast. <laughs> because we tried at the start of XFL and found out that we couldn't play in New York. We tried... Uh, about week five of XFL when we finally could play in New York only to find out that the day that we were planning on releasing uh, that the XFL suspended all operations. (laughs) And now finally we're back uh, just praying that the draft doesn't get canceled at some point in the next 12 hours and make this all completely irrelevant again. At that point, it'd probably be time to just shut down the pot, I think. (laughs) How wild would that be if the draft got postponed after they did all this setting up? That'd be sick. They did all the setting up, making sure that the GMs, you know, have the right equipment in their houses and their stable internet connections and whatever. And then they're just like, all right, we're postponing it until May or June. Sorry about the inconvenience. Oh, my God, bro. There would, there would be riots for sure. I mean, and the technology is funny, too, because, like, there's reports of GMs, like, one of the GMs, their wife was like vacuuming over the cords yeah. and they lost internet. Like if something like that happens in the draft. Yeah, and that makes for, you know, some interesting prop bets because there's like there's like a prop bet where the odds are like it will the draft get hacked and um will, you know, teams lose their pick and they could lose their pick if something, you know, like a pulled cord out of a monitor happens or whatever happened. And their little test run yeah. for I think it was uh, pa- Ryan Pace, right? J- Bears GM. I, I I believe so. Yeah. And not shocking considering some of the decisions he's made that uh, yeah. it, w- it would be a struggle for him to get this set up right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, we might as well get right into the show. Talk about these draft products. Yeah. Facts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 68 of the DFS Dose podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hopper, joined as always by Joey Carrion. And today, we've got a pretty exciting show to discuss. Our season three premiere, if you will, third year doing the podcast. Feels good to be back. You know, I hope everybody out there listening is staying healthy, staying secluded, quarantining, social distancing. Uh, any other buzzwords I'm forgetting, Joey? Uh, I think you covered them all, you know, it's just tough times out here and everybody is in quarantine. So thought we'd come back and, you know, start the podcast up a little bit earlier this year. Yeah, definitely. And it's a, it's an exciting time to be back into it. You know, on today's show, we're going to be discussing the only topic in sports worth mentioning. And no, I'm not talking about the ESPN Jordan doc. Boring. Obviously, I'm talking about the NFL draft, which will be airing uh, tomorrow, Thursday, April 23rd. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about some of the rumors swirling throughout Twitter. Um, You know, of course, we'll discuss some of the draft props that the two of us are putting real American dollars on. 
And uh, finally, we'll close out the show discussing a little bit of Best Ball ADP. We'll give you know a brief synopsis of what Best Ball is for anybody unfamiliar with that format of fantasy football. Though I do feel like you know anybody listening to a DFS-themed podcast in mid-April is probably enough of a degenerate to be uh, already familiar with best ball but just in case uh you know we'll give a brief synopsis and then go over the top 24 players being selected as of right now and uh if there's any edge in you know moving some of those up or down in in your uh draft lists but before we do that joey would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast as always you could support the podcast by subscribing to us on itunes and then following us on spotify and SoundCloud, that's where we're going to be putting the audio versions of uh, these podcasts in the offseason out. So we're only doing audio only up until um, the NFL season actually starts. So just those uh, websites, you can find us there. And then, as always, you can find us on Twitter. And we're going to start posting on Instagram more now. So Twitter and Instagram is at the DFS, though. So go ahead, follow our socials, and then subscribe to the podcast platforms. And that's the best way to support us. Absolutely. Let's get into some draft talk. Where do you want to start with this? I think the most recent rumor going around the NFL as of uh, April 21st is that the Redskins might trade out of the second pick. Um, Over the last couple weeks, it's basically been a foregone conclusion that they're going to draft Chase Young, edge rusher from Ohio State, regarded as probably the best prospect in the entire draft class, they're gonna, they're so it's most likely they are going to draft him. But the rumors have came out today that they might be entertaining some offers to trade out of that spot. Yeah, uh, you know the first six picks I think are really interesting because there's a lot of potential for movement. You know, there, there's been so many talk talks and uh, you know speculation <clears throat> about who's gonna trade where. And I just, I'm so interested in how this goes, you know, quotes from people like Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com, you know, pretty widely accepted as one of the, you know, the people who are most in tune with what's going on in these front offices has been talking about, you know, being less groupthink this year because of, you know, the way that the coronavirus has impacted society and, and just the possibility for some really wild things to go down at the top of this draft. So I'm really interested to see how that plays off. Uh, you know, as a Lions fan, uh, I'm super tuned in to what goes on right ahead of them at pick three. And, you know, I, I used to think it was kind of probable that somebody traded up with the Redskins. I mean, that died down heavily in the last few weeks. I, I would say maybe there's like a 5% or less chance of that happening. With these reports, you know, maybe we're looking at 10 to 20% chance of that happening. I still do think that it's pretty unlikely, but I understand why the Redskins would be putting this out there, you know, seeing if you know, the Dolphins or the Chargers or somebody even deeper in the draft is willing to give up just an absolute monster amount of compensation to, you know, move up for either Tua or Herbert. Yeah, it'd have to be on the scale of, like, the Ricky Williams trade uh, many years Mm -hmm. ago with the Saints and I think it was the Dolphins, and they gave, they just gave up an astronomical amount of picks to move up and get them. It had to be something on that level for it to happen. So, personally, I don't see it happening. But who knows, maybe there could be a surprise team that trades up to Washington. Um, but I think Detroit is is the wild card in the top six, like you mentioned. I think there's a pretty good possibility that they trade out of that pick. Uh, maybe to a team like the Chargers or the Dolphins to go up and maybe secure Tua or even Justin Herbert. I know there's a lot of buzz going around about him. Um, personally, just 
quick little tangent. Personally, I think Justin Herbert is at best the fifth best quarterback in this draft. Um, very, wow. very inaccurate. Uh, very bad decision maker. He lacks footwork. I think he's just an all around not a good prospect. But he he does have some intangibles that you like in a quarterback: tall, strong arm, etc. Um, fifth best quarterback. That's a that's a hot take right there. Yeah. Uh, start yeah, starting off the show hot. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think Detroit is is the wild card, and if they trade out, I think that can impact uh, the following picks of like Miami. LA Chargers, Carolina, etc. Yeah, I'll give my more specific thoughts on what I think the Lions are going to do when we talk about these draft props in a minute here because I do have a, a couple things circled regarding that. Um, you know, just out of curiosity, who are the uh, fourth and, or I'm sorry, third and fourth best quarterbacks? I assume that obviously you've got Burrow and Tua mm-hmm. as one and two, but who's three and four if it's, uh, if it's not Herbert? Okay, let me retract. So I've been researching a lot about these quarterbacks and honestly about this draft i'm like this draft is by far the most research that i've ever done for an nfl draft in the prospects just getting i mean make make just, sense what else is there yeah to do? just getting prepared for honestly the podcast and you know to put out some new content in regards to like rookies and dynasty and, and whatnot i personally believe that joe burrow is the best quarterback in the draft by far I think Tua is right behind him as number two, but obviously injuries with him aren't concerned. And I have this weird feeling that his story ends with him being a bust just because of his injuries. Honestly, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want it to happen because I think he's a great quarterback, but I just have that weird feeling. But either, anyways, so my number three quarterback, Jordan Love, I think he is the wild card quarterback in this draft. A really good player. Strong arm. He um he's compared to Patrick Mahomes, like a lesser man, uh Patrick Mahomes. So I think he is number three. I think Jalen Hurts is number four. I think he has some stuff to work on, but he's a good mobile quarterback and if he goes to the right system, he can uh succeed uh if a coach puts him in, you know, the right system to succeed. And then number five, Justin Herbert. And then after that, after the top five, it's basically hit or miss and I think the guys after five, like Eason and Fromm, I think those are backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Uh, who is going to be the Patriots starting quarterback on week one? Uh, I'm just curious. Is it going to be one of these rookies? Uh, um, um, Andy Dalton, Cam? Who, who is it? Honestly, I, I don't think the Patriots can sign Cam or Jameis Winston just because they don't have cap space. They are 31st in terms of cap space in the NFL as it stands right now, uh, barring any trades or surprise releases of players, you know, after June 1st when they could save some cap. Um, it, it all depends on this draft. If if they can sneak out, you know, Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts, then I think it's a competition between them and Jarrett Stidham. But personally, I'm fully expecting Jarrett Stidham to be the starter come week one and Brian Hoyer be the backup and they just play it out uh, for this season and who knows, maybe they end up with a high draft pick for next year and they can secure one of the two uh, franchise quarterbacks in next year's draft. Yeah, wow. I mean, if it's Hoyer or Stidham, uh, I just feel bad for the uh, the people in Boston because that's not pretty. But uh, let's get into these draft props. And we broke it up into a couple of tiers. Uh, we'll give a few of the props that we like at each tier. Uh, and tier one is likely to happen. 
and you know don't give me Joe Burrow minus ten thousand <laughs> to go to Cincy. You know, give me give me something good, something with decent odds uh, that you think is likely to happen on Thursday. Yeah, of course. No, we we don't play the large favorites around here. That's not how we roll. Mm-hmm. We're looking to find you know an edge and some good bets. And personally, my favorite bet, and I just want to say I'm betting on all of these. Just so for the people listening, I'm putting my Mm -hmm. hard-earned stimulus money on these props. All right. So my first one in this category is Jerry Judy plus 125 to be the first receiver drafted. So in my thought process with this is you're getting plus money on probably maybe the best wide receiver in the draft. It's a close, you know, it's close between him and uh, C.D. Lamb to who's the best. Honestly, it just depends on who you ask. I think Jerry Judy personally is the best wide receiver in this draft. And there has been rumors going around that a team like the Broncos, who currently have the 15th pick, could trade up into the 8 to 10 pick range and draft him. So I like getting plus money on Jerry Judy to be the first wide receiver drafted um, come Thursday night. You know, I mean, I think it's pretty clearly going to be either him or Lamb. I know people have rugs sort of in that tier, but I don't think that he's going to be the first receiver drafted. No, I agree. Um, I mean, one, one of the reports I read was that the Broncos really liked rugs, and if they were that trade-up team, that he might be their target. But, uh, I mean, you never really know right now what is smoke and what's not, who they're actually after. And, and going into that point sort of, uh, one of the one of the props that I think is likely to happen, um, you're not going to get amazing odds on this, but it, it'll be wide receivers to go in the first round. I think it's going to be over 5.5, and you could get that at about minus 170, minus 175. Um, it is the favorite, but I think that it's just so obviously going to happen that it, it's essentially free money because... Uh, you look at it as the top three that we've been talking about, Judy, Ruggs, Lamb. You know, they're obviously locks. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Jefferson is a lock to go in the first round. And then you just need two more to hit this. And whether it's, uh, you know, Mims, whether it's uh, Pittman, whether it's uh, Rager, who's getting a lot of buzz right now to go to maybe the Saints or maybe the Packers, I've heard. You know, and then a, a, a couple other guys who have been tossed in that discussion as well. And I, I just think that, it's almost a lock that six of these guys go in the first round. What do you think about that one? Uh, see, that's kind of tough because personally I don't think it's a lock. Um, just with the teams mm-hmm. at the end of the draft, some of them don't need wide receivers. Like Kansas City, uh, San Fran will probably draft a receiver with their first pick. They currently have the 13th and the 31st pick. So I expect them you know, to get Lamb or Ruggs, one of, the, one of those two. Maybe Judy if he falls. I don't know. Seattle, Baltimore are 27 and 28. One of them could draft a receiver. Baltimore, definitely. Um, Packers, Saints. Yeah, those. I mean, those teams are definitely in play. I think the four guys you mentioned first are definitely locks to go in the first. After that, gets a kind of gets kind of fuzzy for me. I, I mean, if I was to pick a side, I would pick over because I think teams are going to reach for wide receivers, but. I don't know if that's the right move because this is regarded as one of the best wide receiver classes of all time. So Yeah, uh, and teams are going to want to get their hands on it. I mean, I've heard the perspective that because the, the draft class is so loaded with wide receivers that maybe teams will wait a little bit thinking that they can you know hold off and still get a great player in round two, round three. But 
um, I don't know, just, just with the top of that board. And, and I personally love Denzel Mims. Um, you know, I'm not a talent evaluator, but I just think that he's going to be such a good NFL player. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to that. But why don't you give me another likely-to-happen uh, draft prop? All right, so this one is Jalen Hurts is projected to be selected in the second round at minus 125. Personally, I think there is a good shot that he finds his home um, in the second round. I think he is the third or the fourth best quarterback in this draft. Um, you know, I just said that when saying my top five. Easily, he he easily had the best stats out of uh, the guys below Tua and Burrow. He was really good at Oklahoma. Had He's really good uh, in terms of rushing. He his passing skills are all right. He's he's accurate, which is good, but he doesn't really read through his progressions, so that can hurt at the NFL level. But I think a team like the Steelers at pick forty nine would be a good spot for Jalen Hurts to go. Um, he could sit behind Ben Roethlisberger for a year or two, and then take over as a starter eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I like Jalen Hurts to go in the second round in this draft, especially to some of these quarterback needy teams that won't get their hands on one of the top guys. I like that as well. I think that that is um, likely where he'll go. I think the only way that you would lose that is if we saw something, and we've seen this a few times in recent years, where you know a team who is top, you know, top half of the second round will trade up to one of those last few picks in the first round just because of the advantage you get of having the fifth-year option mm-hmm. for these quarterbacks. So, I mean, I, I could see that happen, although I don't think it's likely that he goes in the first round just in terms of a, you know, a salary cap advantage of being able to you know get that player for their fifth year on the rookie deal is, is something that could happen if somebody falls you know, enough in love with, uh, with you know, any of those yeah, for sure. quarterbacks. Definitely could happen. Um... I know San Fran has had rumors that they're willing to trade back both of their picks, so that mm-hmm. definitely, you know, could be a possibility. But I, I think he is a round two quarterback personally, so I'll take minus one twenty five for him all day. Pretty good odds. Um, uh, not honestly, it's not my favorite prop, but I think it is likely to happen. So I'll put some money on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that one as well. And speaking of trading back, I think that one of the likely outcomes in the top of this draft is going to be Jeff Okuda minus one twenty to go over, uh, pick four and a half, so five or later. Um, it's been consensus for the past few weeks that the Lions are interested in the consensus top corner in this draft. Uh, I, I do think that it's possible that things play out that way. But I think it's a lot more likely that the Lions either trade down or get jumped uh, by somebody going up to pick two to get one of Herbert or Tua. And I don't think that anybody besides the Lions uh, are, would possibly take Akuda in the top, uh, you know, five picks of this draft. You know, if the Lions don't, he could go to the Panthers. He could go to the Lions again if they trade down. But if they trade down, they're going to probably be trading with the Chargers or the Dolphins at five and six respectively uh potentially the jags at nine i think but you know either way i don't think that akuda goes here i think that there's also a you know maybe a 50 50 shot that the lions are going to target Derek brown there's been a ton of buzz about that i think it makes sense with their team needs um although they did lose slay they did get desmond trufant at corner I, i just i don't see them you know letting slay go and then turning around and drafting a, a corner 
at number three. I think it's a lot more likely that they trade down and could even still have a, a pretty decent shot at getting Akuda yeah. with a trade down. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that prop as well because, in my personal opinion, I think it is more than likely that Detroit trades this pick. Um, and like you yeah. said, there is some buzz going around about Derek Brown being drafted there as well because the Lions have, you know, maybe the worst interior defensive line group out of any team in the nfl so that could also mm-hmm. happen if they stay put um but i th- but i think either the chargers or miami or maybe a surprise team like the patriots move up to number three i know that was a rumor a couple of days ago yeah. i don't know how that'll happen but you never know but it, personally like i just said detroit in my opinion will trade out and if they trade out Okuda is not going in the top five, so I, I like that prop a lot. Um, for sure. Let's move on to our second tier, and these are things that could realistically happen. You know, not necessarily likely to happen, but it's not like a, a long shot by any stretch. Uh, very within the realm of possibilities. You want to kick us off with these uh, tier two draft props? I know we said like two each, but I have three for this category, and I'll I'll say the third one a little bit later. But my first one, okay, bias pick. 100% this is straight bias, but it could happen. So I think it's still a good bet. Patriots are plus 100 as of right now. And I don't think we mentioned this. We're using odds from Bet Online. I know it's an offshore bookmaking website, but, you know, we're in New York. Mobile betting isn't legal as of right now. The casinos are closed. So we got to work with what we got. Absolutely. So Patriots are plus 100 to draft an offensive player. They're minus 140 to draft a defensive player. So the favorite, as it stands right now, is that the Patriots are going to go defense with their first pick, which is pick 23. I personally think that the Patriots are going to draft an offensive player. I think that's where they need a player the most. And I put this um, in my notes that they could surprise people and draft Jordan Love if he falls to 23. And like I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, that they could trade up with the Lions as well to draft a quarterback like Tua or maybe Justin Herbert. So, you know, this is biased, but plus 100 for them to draft an offense player, I'll take it. Yeah, and I, I think a quarterback is definitely a possibility with them. I mean, have you seen anything? I mean, you would know better than me, but about them potentially taking a receiver because just looking at their team, it seems like that is a huge need for them right now. But I haven't it seen is, much uh, talk around It is that. a huge need because, you know, Edelman's getting up there in age. Nikhil Harry really didn't come on, and Mohamed Sanu for a second-round pick was maybe the worst trade that Bill Belichick has ever made. But there, there's been no talk of them drafting a wide receiver. I personally don't understand but i don't think it happens and i think they could go offensive line as well because offensive line was an issue last year for the patriots so i think that's also a possibility as well as a quarterback so you'd win the prop bet with that too so i I mean I, i just like the prop bet plus 100 you're getting even money so i like it a lot yeah, I could definitely see that. And then moving on to one that I like, uh, I think Jonathan Taylor being taken as the first running back drafted. Um, I, I, I mean, there's been a ton of buzz lately that it could be Swift. Um, I think there's an outside chance that it could be uh, Hilaire as well. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor, his production in college, undeniable. 
um, you know, 2,000 yards from scrimmage in three straight years, and you're getting plus 230 on it. And I, I think that it's about a 50-50 chance that it could be Swift, it could be Taylor. I guess it depends on what the teams are looking for. Obviously, Swift is more of, you know, the running back that's going to be a three-down back, can get, you know, a lot of receiving work versatile but you know Jonathan Taylor's profile is very similar to you know other first round running backs that have gone in recent years so I think that you know it's a pretty even chance and I just like the odds of plus 230 um it doesn't say anything about where he's getting drafted so you know it's pretty likely that whoever the first running back drafted is somebody who goes at the top of the second round and I like I like it to be Taylor for plus 230 yeah I don't hate it because I think he is the best running back in this class but a lot of teams also don't believe that um a lot of teams Mm -hmm. like deandre swift they like the kid from lsu um edwards hilaire however you say his last name there's also some jk dobbins buzz from ohio state yeah so i think running back is a very uh is a very tricky situation in, in terms of draft props for this year and that goes into my second pick will deandre swift be a first round pick I picked no at minus 120, like we're just talking about. There's a good chance that no running back will be taken in the first round. I think that's likely. I think running back, in terms of all the teams like in the NFL, I think running back is like a very solid position for every team. I think there's only one to like three teams that actually need like a workhorse running back. And... I don't think that any running back in this draft is worthy of a first-round pick, personally. Maybe he goes in the 26 to 32 range. I know I've seen some reports that he could go to Kansas City at pick 32. But honestly, uh, Andy Reid hasn't drafted a running back higher than pick 56 in his entire career. Uh, So I don't see that happening. And I just think minus 120 for DeAndre Swift, who is the consensus number one. Um, I, I, I'll take those odds all day because I just don't think a running back's getting drafted on Thursday. Yeah, I got to be honest. I completely agree with you on that. I think that it's it's going to be probably zero running backs in the first round, and we could see uh, you know anywhere from two to four go in the mm-hmm. second round uh, with all those guys that you mentioned. The next and final prop for me, at least in this tier, um, is going to be that the second offensive player drafted is Herbert at plus 225. You know, I think that there's been a lot of speculation as to who the Dolphins and the Chargers like, and I think that the way I'm reading this, at least, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so, is that the Dolphins have wanted Tua all along. And in the past few weeks, there's been a lot of buzz about how much they like Herbert. I think that what they are trying to do is get the Chargers to jump them and take Herbert and let Tua fall to them at the fifth pick without having to move any of their other first-round picks. And I, I just think that it's so likely, and even if I am reading the situation wrong and the Dolphins like Herbert, I think that you know if that is true, then they're a prime candidate to move up. They have so much draft capital, and they can afford to go and get their guy if they're worried about the Chargers going for Herbert. So either way... You know, I I do see Herbert as being the second quarterback taken. I like Tua more personally, but I think that, you know, one of the Chargers or Dolphins are going to make a move to go up and get Herbert. You know, all of that combined with the buzz about Tua possibly falling 
uh, due to concerns with his injury. I, I just I think it lines up perfectly, and getting mm-hmm. plus two twenty five on that is is great odds in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely great odds, but like we've talked about, it's all dependent on a trade up. If the teams stay, I think Tua is the third offensive player because the Giants are going to most likely draft an offensive lineman at pick four. So it's all dependent if the Lions are willing to trade uh, the third round, the third pick to either the Dolphins or the Chargers, and then they'd have to draft Herbert. But they're more than willing, though. The that Lions, is I mean, true. Bob Quinn has been like actively trying to trade it it's not it's not even about willing it's about like can he get someone to give him good value yeah and i i think they will end up trading it to most likely the chargers i think your scenario is correct i think the chargers will trade up and you know draft herbert with all this smoke coming from the dolphins organization saying how much they love him i think they want to uh personally i, I yeah. agree with that i mean they've been taking for Tua since yeah. you know early last year <laughs> yeah so i agree with that and then that goes into my third prop bet Tua over pick five and a half mm-hmm. at plus 115 the under five and a half is minus 155 which honestly is too big of juice for me so originally when we were discussing this a couple of days ago, I did like the under, but it but it could easily go both ways. So I'm gonna just say that right off the bat, it could go both ways. But right now I'm leaning the over at plus money, and like we've been talking about for the last ten minutes, it honestly just depends on how the trades fall and how real the Justin Herbert love is out there. He's easily the second best quarterback in the draft, like I talked about. He has great accuracy, arm strength, pocket presence, and the ability to keep the play alive. Easily the second best quarterback. But it, Tua, yeah, right? Tua, 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 not Herbert. No, yeah, yeah. not Herbert. Dude is trash. <laughs> Justin Herbert is a certified scrub. Oh, oh my God! Looking forward to the hate over the next few years and in sort of like a yeah. Josh Allen way oh, coming from you. Oh, if he starts for, you know, the Dolphins or the Chargers year one, that's just the biggest mistake that the organization will make. He is not uh, day one ready. He's just not. No quarterback is besides the top two, and that and that's just facts for this year. But Back to Tua, injuries could push him down to the end of the top 10. Um, I know I've personally seen some mock drafts where he falls to 9 and and Jacksonville takes him because Jacksonville has passed on so many great quarterbacks in the last couple of drafts. So if mm-hmm. he if he makes it all the way down there, I'd be shocked. But I think there's a realistic shot that he goes past pick 5 in and wins the bet at plus 115. I, I could see it. I, I think it's going to be really tough for Tua to make it past uh, the Dolphins mm-hmm. at five. But, you know, depending on how realistic all this injury talk is, um, you know, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities. I just think that at least one team is going to trade up for either Herbert or Tua in the top five, and then the Dolphins will take the other guy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I would be on the other side of that prop, but, you know, it, it's definitely within the range of outcomes. Like I said, sure. it could go either way but just in this situation i'll take the plus money that he does fall past the dolphins okay is that the last one in that tier for you all right so we can move on to long shots here and i'll jump right in because uh it kind of you know plays into exactly what we've been talking about um and it's uh this is on bovada not bet online i couldn't find uh anything in this category on bet online but it's the first three draft picks uh in order 
And I think that Burrow Young, there's, there's a ton of different variations of this, but the one that I like is Burrow Young Herbert uh, plus 400. And, and that just goes into the same scenario I was just talking about with Herbert mm-hmm. being the second offensive player drafted. You know, any of these scenarios where you're getting Burrow and Young at the first two and whether you pick Herbert or Tua or, you know, maybe like Akuda or Brown as the third pick, you're getting good odds on all of these because it's going to be pretty tough to get, you know, the first three exactly correct. But that's just the, you know, way I see this draft playing out. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind putting you know, some money on that at plus 400. Honestly, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Plus 400 is great odds. I think it all just comes down to that third pick and if a trade happens or not, like we've been discussing, but plus 400 is, is great for those, for that top three. Mm-hmm. So for my prop that I think is a long shot, but the odds really don't reflect it, is Ezra Cleveland. I'm not sure if you're too familiar, if the people listening are too familiar with Ezra Cleveland, but he is an offensive tackle from Boise State. He's a 6'6 prospect. Um, he had a decent bench reps at the combine, and he had the second fastest 40. And he's known for his athleticism for being, you know, a big guy and a left tackle. And the prop is, will Ezra Cleveland be a first-round pick? And I said yes at plus 100. He's not a part of the consensus top four tackles for this draft. But I think he has a really good chance to be taken in the first round due to many, you know, of these teams in the middle of the draft needing tackles and offensive linemen in general. So I think he is an intriguing prospect. I don't think he is, you know, a day one starter, but I think there's a good chance that a team reaches for him. And there is some buzz going around that the Cleveland Browns you know, may trade back from their pick at 10 and draft him, you know, in the mid-20s. So Cleveland to Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland to Cleveland. It would be the fifth time that that would ever happen that a player has this, has the same last name as the team they're going to. So Wow. Do you, do you know any of the others off the top? That's a, that's a crazy stat. No, I, I don't. But, <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I was researching him. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's a possibility, but that – you know, that could be shut down if the Browns decide to trade for Trent Williams, which also was a rumor that came out uh, earlier today. So that's a long shot that I like. The odds really don't reflect it, like I said, plus 100. So you're just getting even money um, on it. But I, I think it's. I think there's a good shot that he's a first-rounder. All right, I like that. I, I haven't done uh, as deep of a dive into the you know offensive tackles and you know what they were benching at the combine. So I'll defer to you on that one. Um, and then the next uh, long shot that I've got is similar to the first one I did in terms of predicting uh, you know what order players are going to go in. And this is uh, the order that the top receivers are going on. And I actually like both variations of this. Um, I like Judy, Ruggs, and Lamb in that order for plus 550 and you can also get plus 550 for lambs rugs and judy you know essentially what we're betting here is that rugs goes second mm-hmm. um you know out of those and i think that that's entirely possible you know i think the fantasy football community um you know people who are deep diving into dynasty pretty much look at it as either judy or lamb being the top receiver and i think that that'll play out in the nfl draft i don't see rugs going ahead of either of them but i think it's totally reasonable that you know, one team in the NFL is going to value rugs ahead of the second guy. 
and you know just putting him in the middle and assuming that you know none of the other ancillary wide receivers go in that top three I just I love getting that plus 550 essentially betting that Ruggs is the second wide receiver taken and you know that wouldn't shock me at all if it happened and when you when you can get something like plus 550 on that uh, you know that's that's a long shot that I would be willing to take yeah I don't I don't mind it honestly personally you know if I'm a GM I'm I have rugs as maybe the fourth best wide receiver. Um, mm. I, I'd have Ju- I'd have Justin Jefferson over rugs if I'm an NFL scout slash GM. But I, but speed kills a lot of teams. Like the fact that he ran a four two seven at the combine. You know he compares to Tyree Kill a lot. Yeah, we've seen guys like you know Hollywood Brown, Brashad Perryman in recent years. Yeah, you know, that, John, that John Ross being the yeah, prime John example Ross. of his draft stock getting absolutely elevated due to his uh, blazing forty speed. So, yep. you know, I don't, I don't mind him. Honestly, I haven't watched much tape on Henry Ruggs to see if he is you know a baller or not. I think he's a pretty good receiver and he's fast, obviously. And I think it's just he'll succeed in the right situation. But I don't think he is going to be drafted as a second wide receiver because I think teams just know that Judy and Lamb are are the top two guys to have. But who knows? It could happen. Plus five fifty or plus whatever. Plus five hundred. Yeah. Um, I think those are great odds. So I wouldn't mind betting on it. But I think I saw on Bet Online that Judy lamb and rugs is somewhere around plus 250 to plus 275 so i wouldn't mind betting on that as well mm-hmm. but but i think that is the consensus top three right now yeah no doubt about it and do you, do you have another long shot that you want to get out there oh yeah this is just you know like this is like a little fun prop bet because mm-hmm. you you know you got to have fun sometimes and the prop bet is who will the first overall pick hug first so joe joe burrow <laughs> So the options were like his mom, his dad. His mom was the favorite at plus 100. Dad, girlfriend, friend, or sibling. It's not going to be his friends because his friends aren't going to be over his house due to quarantine. So you could just mark that off. Mm -hmm. So then you got four options. His dad, girlfriend, mom, or siblings. I did research that he does have a girlfriend. So she'll probably be there supporting him. And then obviously dad and mom. Dad is plus 250. I like that a lot, you know, because... He, or he was a quarterback for LSU. You know, dads usually are the are the guys pushing their son to be great and to hard right. work. And he's yeah, this there. This is a man's game. Yeah, he's Thank there you, every man. every step of the way. So mm-hmm. that's just you know like the dad love. Girlfriend is my second choice at plus three hundred. You know, it's his girlfriend. They do a little bit of the sex here and there. <laughs> um, could be sitting right next to him. On you know on his couch or maybe standing right next to him holding his hand or something and then you know it'd be instinct to just hug whoever's closest to you. Yeah. So the the That's girlfriend true. the girlfriend could be the closest person person to him when the announcement is made. So I like plus three hundred as well. So I, I think I'm putting money on both the dad and the girlfriend. Probably a little bit more on the dad. Yeah, I think that mom is the favorite, definitely not the play, but I, mm. I could see both of what you're saying, especially when you bring in, uh, you know, the, the closeness, like the girlfriend, it would make a lot of sense is the closest in vicinity to Burrow. So, you know, he's just going to reach over. This is a joyous moment for him. And yeah, I mean, definitely the sex plays into it. You know, he, he's going to want that physical contact, you know? Exactly. So plus 300, think it's a lot, I but I also like, like the dad. 
yeah, dad, dad's definitely a, a safe secondary option there. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it for our draft prop discussion. We'll revisit this in, uh, on our next podcast next week. Uh, look at how yeah. we did on these. Real quick before we move on to best ball, uh, I was looking at some of those you know goofy kind of props as well. One that I thought was interesting is will the draft get hacked? Right? You mm-hmm. know, no, no is a heavy, heavy favorite at minus a hundred thousand to one. Um, but you could get plus sixteen hundred on yes, the draft getting hacked and. You know, my question to you is, if the draft gets hacked, what do you think it gets hacked with? Like, I was trying to think about, you know, what is going to happen. Is it going to be like, a, you know, an anonymous type uh, hacking where they play, you know, some kind of generic hacker video just to say, look, we got you. Could it be a political thing? Like, you know, like see Trump all these hiring somebody. Yes. To, to be okay. like, it's time for America to get back to work. You know, that kind of hacking. I could oh. I could definitely see that. That's what I would lean towards if it did get hacked. Being one of those, uh, you know, like Russia type joint. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay. I mean, plus so, sixteen hundred. I mean, we're in a global pandemic right now. Anything can happen. That is true. We are all sitting home, and people might get the idea to, you know, try and do something crazy. And I think it all depends on the platform that they're using. Are they using Zoom? Are they using Skype? Are they using Microsoft Teams? Like, what are they using? Obviously, I, mean, I that think they're using Zoom. I mean, if they're it hasn't using been Zoom, formally announced, but that's what it sounds like. And Zoom is getting hacked left and right. Yeah, all it takes is for the Nelk boys to get the Zoom ID, and then they're in there trolling. Mm-hmm. The, just the Zoom ID, like the ID and the password. All, all it takes is for that to get leaked. And there's hacking going on rampant during the NFL draft. And honestly, I'd pay money to watch that. I don't know about you. I'd pay money to see that get hacked. And honestly, that is something that you can control. That's a prop bet that you can make happen. Yeah, You can win. Just yes. like the streaking at like the Super Bowl prop bet. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to take the risk, you can win your bet. There's probably a limit on what the websites will allow you to bet in terms of like maximum dollars. So it might not be too profitable, but you can win the bet yourself. I mean, imagine if you could put like a hundred thousand on this <laughs> plus sixteen hundred, and then just hire a hacker to do it. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing better than be able to, than being able to control the outcome yourself. That's all I will say. That that's very very interesting. I think it would be hilarious to see as long as it's not some kind of like, like flagrantly terrible message that gets hacked. But like I, porn. I, I mean, I would laugh my ass off if that happened, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think I think that that one was really interesting, especially considering, you know, it over a month ago, we were hearing the NFL teams were scared of that. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just all think it's it really interesting. Is, all it takes is one leak. It's all it takes. Absolutely. And, and you make a good point about being able to control that. So that that adds a little more uh, interest to that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that that is all we've got for this, uh, you know supersized episode of the dfs dose podcast uh we will be back next week we'll talk about some of the landing spots for rookies maybe dynasty impacts uh you know predictions for the rookie year Mm -hmm. and review uh you know sort of our accuracy in terms of uh, you know the draft props that's one thing that we're going to be focusing on heavily in terms of our third season yeah you know we made a lot of bold calls and we made a lot of you know we talked about our best bets all throughout the 
the second season of the DFS Dose podcast, and uh, we didn't really keep track of it too well, or you know, we got it, mm-hmm. you know, sort of just lost in the sauce throughout the season. But we're going to be very focused on you know making sure that our takes are held accountable and making sure that people can see the results uh, as well. Yeah. So that's definitely something we'll be touching on next week. Um, anything else you want to mention here before we close out? No, it's just you know good to be back. You know, been sitting at home doing nothing. Unfortunately, I'm still working because I'm essential. But you know, that's how life goes. Um, but it's good to be back, and you know, I'm excited to record next week and see how well we did on these prop bets and see if we, you know, we're profitable. I I, I really do like our prop bets a lot. So. All right, so that is going to be it for episode 68 of the DFS Dose podcast. Like Joey said at the top of the show, you know, uh, you can help us out by subscribing on any of the platforms that we are available on. We're pretty much on any platform that you could possibly imagine uh, in terms of listening to podcasts. Give us a rating, review, anything like that. We would appreciate it, and we'll be back next week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Joey, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyCarrion underscore. And, of course, at the DFS Dose on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Yes, sir.